the number one thing that Sharon and I get asked about constantly by young believers is, how do I know if I'm hearing God or how can I hear God? We're going to talk about that today. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. So today, Sharon and I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about how to hear God. Like we've talked about in a previous podcast, you know, that to spend time with God. But I know that I've talked to a lot of people who struggle to hear God or think they, they don't understand or be able to discern his voice from the other voices that are in their heads, you know, or, or that they hear. So today we're going to spend some time talking about how to hear his voice and how to know you're hearing his voice. You know, I think that's a really good question because a lot of times we're like, you know, I don't know what to do. Uh, the Bible isn't specific about my situation. So how how do I know what God wants me to do in this specific situation? Have you ever had a situation like that, Greg? Oh, even recently, yes. There's been a lot of things that have gone on in my life where I just really needed to hear his voice, you know, even if it was just, hey, it's going to be okay. Right? Oh, you know, that means a lot. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a word of comfort yeah. in, in an appropriate season. Absolutely. And and there's a lot. I know when I first started my relationship with God, I, I didn't know how to discern His voice, right? I didn't know Him versus another. But what's interesting is, is that I had moments where I did, you know, moments where He told me what He wanted me to do you know, uh, when I met you, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, his, and he spoke to me and told me that I was going to marry you. I was just like, well, that was really specific too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, I was like two weeks old in the Lord. And I just remember going, okay, that, <laughs> that was a thing that just happened. <laughs> I can only imagine what went through your head. <laughs> well, you know, you, you approach your relationship with God kind of like in the beginning, you, you approach it like you do everything else because you, that's just the way you're wired. Right. So right, you, yeah. you end up having to relearn how to how to how to hear or or to allow yourself to hear right right and and as we're growing in that it can produce a lot of anxiety because we're like I've never done this before am I doing this right so we wanted to kind of um allay some of those fears that believers have and even mature believers i mean we all go through seasons where we really need to hear the lord and we really need him to connect with us in a personal way and uh you know, so we're going to give you some guidelines on that. And the, our beginning scripture comes from John 10, 27. And it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's so comforting. And I'm going to read to you the whole, uh, the, the context with that, because I think it has a few pieces of, a, of, of uh, wisdom for us there, starting in verse 22. It says, at that time, the feast of the dedication took place at Jerusalem. This is uh, John 10, 22 through 30. It says, it was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. And the Jews then gathered around him and were saying to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, and here's what I, what I want you to hear. I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, 
and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Now, if you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, he says you, if, if you believed in him, you can hear his voice and you are his sheep. And that's something that uh, the devil tries a lot of times to convince us that we don't belong to God or that we can't hear his voice, even if we do belong to God. And Jesus right there said, no, if you believe in me, you are my sheep and you hear my voice. So the first thing I want you to get is this to believe that you're his, that you belong to him. So if you've made, if you've seen that you need Christ in your life, if you've made that personal connection with God through Christ, you made that, that that, that line in the sand moment where you said, you know what? I'm not coming to God in my own righteousness and my own goodness. I'm coming in Jesus's name and letting what he did for me stand, stand for my life. I like one of the things that he said in there. It's like that he says, my father is greater than all, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's establishing the, the hierarchy and, and the, and, he, and he's, he's building a, he's building up the faith for people to be able to trust in him and that he, he that they can they can go beyond what they understand. They can go beyond uh, what they can conceive, and to know that that God is keeping track. You know yeah. that He's the shepherd, and that, that that these sheep that have been given to Jesus, Jesus is able to keep. You know, and able to take care of, and that just is very very comforting, and very assuring. Sure, and absolutely. I, I really like that. Absolutely, and he, and he's saying on here. Two things specifically that you are his and that you can hear his voice. So as a believer, you are already equipped with everything you need to hear the voice of God. And I, and it, and I just love that. So, Because the enemy would like to come along and tell us that we can't hear his voice. Yeah, or that your sin gets in the way of you being of you hearing God. Well, yeah, I've heard that, and I've even heard that taught from the pulpit. Yeah. That, you know, if you sin against God, then God goes away. Yeah, what a, what a terrible thing it to is. say. It is. It's a horrible thing to, yeah. to lasso someone with that, because now suddenly you've thrown them back to where they were before they accepted Christ. And, and given them no hope. Yeah, and you've taken away the, you've taken away the fruit of, of the whole benefit of receiving Christ. Right. Right. See, Jesus covered all of your sins, past, present, and future, so nothing can separate you from his love. If, yeah. you, if you doubt that, go back through Romans 8. Well, he was just saying it there right. in that scripture. He yeah, was just talking about sure. that, that, that nothing can be, they, the sheep can't be taken away from him. And that, right. that includes yourself. That's true. <laughs> if, you, if you could nullify your salvation like that, it wouldn't be very strong salvation, would no. it? No, and then then what what you'd be saying is that what you can do is greater than what Jesus did for you. Yeah, because I mean, He came to save us from our sins. He came to save us from the depravity of our of our of our lives and, and our existence. Yeah. And so, if if the depravity of our lives can keep us from receiving, you know, it's just kind of weird. Yeah, He's He's even saves us from ourselves. Yeah, it is <laughs> exactly. All right, so. Uh, another thing, to, so we've, we've talked about that, that we can believe that we are his, and we've talked about that we can believe that we can hear his voice. Uh, something else I think that we need to address, uh, point three is his, that his voice agrees with his word. So he's not going to tell you something that's contrary to what he's already revealed to you. And the scripture for that, that I want to use is Matthew twelve twenty five. It says, and Jesus knowing their thoughts. And knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste and any city or house divided against itself will not stand. So basically he's telling you, you can't be, you can't say one thing and then say something else and expect to, to be successful. And we know that the kingdom of God always stands firm. So what God has already expressed in his word, especially in the new Testament to the church applies. 
still applies. He doesn't change his mind. You know, it says he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So because he is outside of time, it's always now in heaven. So he doesn't, he doesn't change his mind on those things. So we know that if we have a revelation or if we have um, his word on a topic, uh, that that still stands. And he gives us his word to protect us and to help us and to give us that wisdom. And there's so many uh, scriptures that, that we can stand on for, for, for personal things that we're going through. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to. Mm-hmm. It's, not a, it's not a luxury, right? It, it's, it's, it's your everyday thing that God wants. God wants you to know his word. Mm-hmm. He wants you to be able to lean on it. It's his gift. Mm-hmm. You know, he, 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 didn't want things to, he didn't want things to be weird. He wanted things to be good. But but when Adam and Eve fell, when they sinned, when they when they ate from that tree, they you know they they ruined it, right? Yeah, so yeah. and so you know that's why again it's why it, Jesus said he came to save that which was lost. So he did that. He he accomplished that. And so now it's about learning how to absorb all of it, right? And and how to to go to God because he wants you to come to him. He wants you to experience his love and his his provision. He so, wa- he wa- that's who he wants to be to us. Absolutely. So let's say we're, we're dealing with a situation and we don't know what the Bible says. We can let not, cause you know, we haven't all been to seminary. There's a lot of scripture. <laughs> I know. So, how do you, <laughs> so you go, okay, which one do I look at? What yeah, do I, where what, do I what begin? Do do? Yeah. yeah. So what would you recommend? Um, there's so many, there's so many good resources out there. You know, one of the ones that I have found over the years that has really come in handy, uh, is, um, uh, there's a website out there called openbible.info, and uh, there's a if you go to this with your phone or, or 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 with your computer, you can type in. There's a place where you can where you can search for what does the Bible say about. In fact, if you go to Google, in fact, this is the easiest way to find it. If you go to Google and you say, "What does the Bible say about hearing God's voice?" or "What does the Bible say about tithing?" tithing or "What does the Bible yeah?" or, or "What does the Bible say about any topic?" And you'll notice that the very first search result is from a website called openbible.info. And if you click on that, then that'll get you to this website. And then what it'll show you is it'll show you God's Word organized by votes, right? So people have voted, hey, I think this scripture is really good for this topic or whatever. That's neat. It is pretty neat. And, and then what I usually do is I'll, I'll save that. Um, I'll go back to where you, you can search and, and I'll save that to my phone. Uh, you know, if you say, you know, you can save websites to mm-hmm. your home screen. So I save that in my, in my folder that has the rest of my Bible apps and stuff in it. And, you know, I use that all the time. I, I go there and I will search about a particular topic because it's not, there's no editorial. It's just God's word. And I think it's the English standard version, which is pretty good. I like it. it it's, it's, it's a tried and true version. And, uh, and so there's a lot of times where I just need two or three scriptures to fill my mind with about a particular topic. It could be anything. But uh, there's been many times where I've been just sitting around going, man, I wonder if there's any scriptures that talk about this. And so I'll, I'll go to Google and I'll search that. And invariably, there is a search on openbible.info that helps you uh, find two or three scriptures that you can then go get your Bible out and then start spending time on those two or three words. So then, when you when, once you have that resource, you sit and meditate on those scriptures to help to enlighten your mind. Yeah, so that's that's where you would go. Yeah, and then then you can then start to act on those, right? So there's there's a lot of techniques that you and I have developed over the years where we we because you just need to get some scripture in you, yeah. and and then it's it's like it, it starts to clean you up. 
it, yeah, it, for sure. it, it starts to uh it starts to disinfect and clean and set things right and uh so we will we'll we'll take scripture and we'll print it out and then we'll put it uh on the window above the kitchen sink you know so while you're sitting there doing dishes you're looking at scripture or <laughs> I think there's like 10 of them up yeah, there right there's now. like yeah <laughs> And then, or we put them on the bathroom mirror, or yeah, or we'll yeah. put them uh, on the hall in the hallway, uh, you know, near the near the near the stairs, or or somewhere, you know. I or like the, the fridge. Yeah, the <laughs> fridge. You know, the point being is is that you need to you need to train yourself. Yeah. And the way that you do that is you expose yourself to God's word over and over yeah, and yeah. over and over. And the the Bible is not just some book. It's not just some thing that was thrown together. It's it's God's word. And and it really really um, makes a difference in your life, and and it will it will change you. It, 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 the more that you behold the words that that are in Scripture, uh, the more that you change. And and I just think that that's very interesting because no other book does that, right? You know, if you go read uh, War and Peace, it's not going to change <laughs> you, right? Might put you to sleep. I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> yes. If you go, you know, if you read Lord of the Rings, it's not going to change you. But the point is, but if you read the Bible, it's living. It, it's living, and sh- and the Bible says that that it's sh- the the words are sharper than a two edged sword, and they separate truth from lie. And so that's why it's always a good idea to have your Bible. You know, I keep a little New Testament in my car, just so if I'm in a situation where I, I've got my thoughts need to be changed, I can I can get access to a real paper Bible. You know. That that's just something that I've done. It's funny as now all my kids do the same thing. You know, yeah. I see in their cars they have little New Testaments in their cars. Yeah, that's awesome. That's it is. Awesome. It is cool. Well, that's because you were a good example. Yeah. Well, and, well you know, we've shown them. We don't that. have the answer. <laughs> Please don't. Of course, now <clears throat> with the smartphone, you you have access to entire libraries. Absolutely. Uh, you How know, many commentaries and, it's a and parallel Bible. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and the the. the <clears throat> The thing that Sharon and I use a lot now is that Blue Letter Bible, yeah, that's which cool, uh, is actually. really good. You know, we're, since we're teachers, we're we're always like, "Hey, I wonder what the Greek says about this yeah, or whatever." Yeah, you might enjoy that. You might not. It might be Nerdville for you, but uh, <laughs> Nerdvana. <laughs> <laughs> but but the back to back to the whole point is 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 definitely getting in Scripture. Absolutely. And 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 so that that is the the number one way that 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 you're going to get the answers, and and. But hearing his voice is directly related to how much scripture you have in your voice in your in your head. what God's word says about a subject, um, the next step would be to submit to God uh, so, over that thing. So when you say submit to God, can you help help me understand or help us understand sure. what you mean by that? Well, I've noticed, I mean, this is uh, something that's happened in my own life that uh, I, it's really hard for me to discern God's voice and God's will when I have a will. It's kind of like we're having to wrestle, if you think of Jacob. And, and 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 the the pre-incarnate Christ wrestling in Genesis, you know, they were talk, it talks about Jacob wrestling with him and wouldn't let him go, you know, because he had his own will and 
And that's kind of how it is sometimes when I'm trying to find out what God wants. As long as, as my will is first and foremost, then it's really hard for me to let that go and, and take a hold of what he wants. So if I, if, if I first will search my heart and ask the Lord, show me, show me what I want and help me to let that go. Help me to trust you and what you want first. And then it's so much easier to hear what he wants me to do because he's not having to shout because he won't shout. He'll just be quiet. He, but so he's not having to shout over what my flesh, what my soul wants. And the scripture for that is in First um, Corinthians nine twenty six and twenty seven. It says, "Therefore I run in such a way, not as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified." So Paul himself was saying, "You know, hey, look, I don't do what I want to do. You know, I have to make myself obey what God wants me to do." And, and that's something we have to do on purpose. It's not just going to happen. Well, you know, we're, we're born uh, seeking our own thing. You sure. know, what, what's the first thing we do? I'm cold. <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> yes. I was it's bright. <laughs> yes. I want a blanket. And, and we spend the vast majority of our, of our youth and adolescence pursuing the things that make us happy. Yeah. Uh, because that's just where we are in our, 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 our maturity. But I think that as we get older... We, we, we are able to, to absorb the concept that there's more out there than what I want. And it's really a really mature thing to do, to, to put down what you want and, and, and really conceive and, 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 and envelop and receive the, the idea that God wants stuff for me, and it's probably better yeah. than what I want. Yeah. And... and even though I may not understand it, and there's there's been a lot of times where God has asked me to put something down or get rid of something, and and it hurt, sure, you know, and 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 I know I went through a season where I really thought God was out to get me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, but you know, I, I was young in the Lord, and yeah. you know, I'm still trying to absorb all this who He is. I, I can say that without a doubt after the the so many years of of following God that He is not like that. He does not take things away from us. Because he's mad at us, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not out. You. He's not trying to to hurt me or, or to to punish me. Uh, he it, it says that he, because of his love is why he sent Jesus. Yeah. You know. So why would he, he? I guarantee you that God God wanted to solve the problem of being able to to bless me and take care of me as my loving Father, and that's why he sent Jesus. It yeah. wasn't so that he could. Judge me and and control your life control me. And, yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have sent Jesus because that was what was happening. Oh, that's so true. You know, and so now that Jesus, now I'm on the other side of the cross. Yeah, uh, I can, I, I can, and should believe good things about him. You know, and that he will help me, and he has good things planned for me. And so that that if he does ask me to give something up, right? If and and what Sharon's talking about is the prayer of submission, right? Where I'm going to put down my my will, my ideas, my things, and I'm going to say, hey, God, whatever you want for me, that's what I want, right? Yeah, that, absolutely. That, that's prayer of submission is powerful because it sets you in a good place to receive. Yeah, and then, then when your hands are finally open, you can actually receive what God's trying to give you. And I think sometimes that's what Christians are struggling with so much. It's not, I can't hear God. It's that I can't not hear myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, the flesh is very powerful. Yeah. It is very powerful. <laughs> Especially when we've been trained by it since birth, like you mentioned, you know. 
So let's, so let's say we've got these things down. We believe that we are his. We believe that we can hear his voice. We believe that we have his voice and we have his word on a subject and we've chosen to submit to God. So we're going to go into now the ways that God speaks to us because it's different. You know, sometimes it depends on the situation that you're in. Sometimes it depends on the person and, and your maturity level and what you can hear. One of the first things we wanted, <laughs> we wanted to mention was that one way it's not is your feelings. First uh, Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete, without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So how is it not our feelings? What, what does that mean, Greg? Well, you, you know, feelings are powerful. You know, it's hard to understand life without them, you know, or, or not giving pre- a preference to them, you know. Especially when when they when they've served you well over the years, or at mm-hmm. least you think that, right? You believe that, but the your feelings are a hundred percent based on what you believe, and where does your belief come from, right? So your belief comes from deep down inside you, from your spirit, and then your soul interacts with that, and then and then your feelings follow. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe we should back up a little bit and talk about how people are constructed. Sure. So that's what that scripture, I think, goes into. It says, uh, your spirit, may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete. So they mentioned three specific parts there. So there are three parts to the human, the spirit, the soul, and the body. Yeah. I like, I like the way that I've heard it preached before. It says that you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. And I think that really helps it really helps break it down for you because if you know that you're not your feelings, if you know that you're larger than that, you have feelings, but they don't have you, right? Mm, that's good. And and you get to choose. And that's really the that's really kind of one of the main points that Sharon and I really want to drive across today is that without the ability for you to discern the difference between your spirit, your soul, and your and your body, you really don't have the ability to choose. If you if you believe that you're the mercy of your feelings, like if you if you feel sad or you feel angry or you feel upset, then uh, then you start using words like triggered, right? You start using words like you did this to me, right? And and what that does is that it reduces you to 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 less of a person, definitely less than a child of God, a victim. Yeah, you're a victim, and you know what? you're not a victim. The Bible says that you're victorious through Christ. You can do all things through Him. So the, the main point is that you need to learn how to choose to, to, to turn away from your feelings and your, and your understanding and, so, turn and lean into maybe what the Holy Spirit is telling you. So basically what you're saying is that your feelings are not an indication of the truth. Not and, always. And, and so what we need to do is quit believing our yeah. feelings and start believing God's Word. Yeah, because, because they're, they're unreliable, right? If you had... Uh, let, let's say you had a, a mixer in your kitchen, you know, it was really nice mixers, but it had a short and a cord. I, actually, I grew up with one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, maybe 30% of the time you ever used it, you'd get a pretty decent shock every time you would go to use it. You know, like, <laughs> this is bringing me right? back to my past. <laughs> After a while, you'd be like, I need to go buy a new one. I'm not, that's not, yeah. it's faulty. It's yeah. unreliable. It's unreliable. I need to, I need to get rid of that one because, you know, it hurts me. Right. Yeah. Well, that happens to you all the time, whether you realize it or not, if you lean on your feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then what's funny is we get shocked because of that, and then we blame other people. Yeah, you did this to me. <laughs> They're like, um... 
okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one way God doesn't speak through us is through our feelings. Another one, another way God doesn't speak to us is through our intellect. So what is your intellect? You know, your own personal reasoning, your unrenewed mind, your your experience. Yeah, the summation of your knowledge and experience. Yeah, and even the experience that you've um, gathered from other people's experiences. You yeah. know, I mean, some. I mean, there is basic earthly wisdom that you can gain from that, and and that's helpful. Like you know, you got taught how to brush your teeth and that kind of stuff, and that's good. But that doesn't give you God's will and God's word. And a lot of times. When, when you are maturing in the Lord, God asks you to do things that go contrary to your intellect. And let's look at Proverbs 3, 4, and 5. You want to read that? Yeah, so it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. So, your own understanding. So, if, if hearing God was based on your understanding, then old people would hear God the best and young people would have no clue, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and are those who went to school and those who didn't, yeah. you know, or those who had master's degrees or, or doctorates or, you know what I'm saying? There would be a, a, an ex- a distinct disadvantage and God's not into disadvantage. He's into blessing his people. And there have been so many uh, really great Bible teachers that I've listened to over the years. Joyce Meyer, for example, uh, didn't go to seminary. She just studied and studied and studied and listened, paid att- and paid attention to what God was telling her. Sure. And that was her education. And you know, now she's one of the most influential people in the world. And so, it's not really about your intellect. Now, you do need to develop your intellect. You 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 need to learn and, and memorize God's word and 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 read you know Christian books that that are that are good ones and 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 and, ex- and expand your understanding. But when it comes down when it really comes down to hearing God, that's really not what it's all about. Mm-mm. Our intellect has to be our servant, and it has to be a servant of the Lord. Yeah. So we have to submit. That's another area. We submit our feelings. We submit our intellect to the Word of God and yeah. to the Lord. And as we do that, then we're giving God the opportunity to use those things for His glory and to help us. But we never base our decisions on just our simple reasoning or on how we feel about an issue. That's not how God... Uh, works in the Christian's life. Now, we're going to talk about uh, some areas that he does speak to us, and one of them is the inward witness. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says, The spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the innermost parts of his being. So why don't you explain that to us? So that is a very, very uh, interesting scripture. And I remember the first time I started reading it, I didn't really understand it. I was like, the lamp of the Lord. Yeah, I didn't get it either. First time I read it, I was like, what? But basically what what it's talking about is that that's the area, that's the the hotline, that's the bat line to, to God. Right is is through our spirit, man. So so we talked about that we're we're spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. So that's the part of you that when you accept Christ becomes born, becomes born again and new, right, and has perfect fellowship with God, and 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 so God speaks us to our spirit, man. Which again is not in our heads, right, and it's not in our emotions. It's it's classic of like your heart, right. So. You you know you have you've heard that saying you invited Jesus into your heart. Well, really, what you've done is is that you, you received him as as Lord, and he's made your heart new. Yeah, and you can hear him, and so now suddenly it feels like, hey, there's something in there going on. So that's the part yeah. of you that that is is his sheep. 
Yes. They, I hear, they hear his yeah. voice. So, like, you know, when you, when, if Jesus doesn't come back and you end up going to heaven, you know, your spirit goes on and lives forever. You know, it's, it's the part of you that's eternal, right? And your soul, too. Yeah. And it, yeah, and your soul, it takes your soul along with it, you know, your thoughts and, your and personality. Your, your personality and, and your memories, you know, that kind of thing. But, um, so the the inward wit- we also call it the inward witness, right? We call it the 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 another scripture that I remember. It said the hidden man, right? And so that's that part that that I really want to impress upon people to to pay attention to, right? And and it will take a little bit of practice. And the the neat thing about it though is again, as you as you read God's word and you spend time in that and spend time in prayer, you, after a while you'll start to really. Uh, become acquainted with your spirit, man, and then you learn how to uh, let that person be leading you mm-hmm. in, in your in your decision making, and then that is what leads to this really really great relationship with God. Because if you're spirit led, then He doesn't have to say, "Hey, would you mind putting something down?" Because if, if you're if you're paying attention to your spirit, man, then you're automatically going to be doing the things that God wants you to do anyway. Right, and it's not so much of a wrestling match. Yeah. God doesn't desire to to discipline you in that regard. He he disciplines us because he loves us, but he would much rather not have to. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and we see that in our own parenting of our own kids. We don't want to have to tell them the rest of their lives don't stick a fork in the outlet. Yeah. If we have to sit there and wrestle with them the whole their whole life, we're never gonna get anything else done. Yeah. <laughs> and and we won't progress past that either. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. So another way that the Lord speaks with us is through the inner voice. And uh, Romans 8, 16 says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. And that's the part of us, that's the part of uh, that we hear his voice talking to us. And that's, you know, you know, you can't, God, God isn't, uh, you know, on our, our timetable, but he's always there to help us when we need him. You know, and sometimes he uses the inward witness. Sometimes he uses the inner voice. And there are some other areas, other ways that God speaks to us. But um, if we're submitted to whatever he wants us to do, and um, and and we really want to hear from him, and we want to obey him, he's not going to hide the truth from us. He loves us. I mean, that's the foundation for all of this: is to believe that he loves you, and makes it easier to submit to his will when you believe that he loves you. It makes it easier to study what his word says when you believe that he loves you, and that what you're going to find are good things for you. You know, it's going to be easier for you to believe that you're his, and that you can hear his voice when you believe that he loves you, and he's completely equipped you to be his child. He's already created in you um, uh, a new spirit, and and he's communing with you in your spirit all the time because he loves you. So that's why it's important. To, that's what, why that's the foundation. And we're going to talk a little bit more about other ways that God can use to speak to us. But um, sometimes this inner voice is really specific. I remember when we were selling our house in Dallas, um, I was vacuuming one day and asking the Lord, okay, how much do we, how much do we ask for the price for that house? And, and he told me exactly what to, to ask for. Now, it did not make sense in the natural. And I remember our realtor saying, you're not going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I like, well, <laughs> this is what we're going to try. And we ended up getting two offers that were, one of them was be, was above what we had asked for. So that's, that's what I'm saying when you don't lean on your own intellect, because in the, in, in our, in my intellect, it would have been, well, that's, you know, the realtor tells me that that's too much to ask for, you know, but I, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to trust the Lord. And that's how we got the house too. Well, and it's it's perfectly reasonable to to think that, well, I should listen to smart people, 
you know. Yeah. I should I should try to um uh take advantage of the of the of the resources that I have access to. And and so the it makes perfect sense, right? I mean, even the Bible says that there's wisdom in much counsel. Absolutely. Right? But I think the really the, the point that Sharon and I really want to get across to you is that God has an opinion and he mm-hmm. wants you to know it. Yeah. And now, his counsel trumps everybody else's. Exactly. Now, that doesn't mean that it always will. Sometimes he'll say, no, those are good words. Right? And sometimes he'll lead people into your life to help you Absolutely. and bring wisdom to you in, in, in a season. But then sometimes he wants you to seek him and he's going to tell you to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. And then this is where it starts to get interesting. right? So this is where you suddenly now are going against the grain of the world and God starts asking you to trust him and for you to have faith that that as he leads you out into the wilderness, that 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 he'll be there for you. Absolutely. But, you know, all of that has to be built on the foundation of knowing God's love for you because you can go out and just do crazy stuff out of fear, out of um, trying to please God. All that has to be taken care of. You have to have that foundation of knowing that God loves you because otherwise you will make some crazy decisions. Yeah, he's already pleased with you. Exactly. So, yeah, you're, it's there's no it's, his love is not contingent upon yeah I'm on that yeah if it was then we'd all be lost we'd yeah. all be lost so uh, to wrap this up some things um, that we want to to share with you and just to confirm about God's will is uh, found in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven it says for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. So we want to shed the light on here and encourage you that God wants you to know his thoughts and plans for you. He is not far off from you. He is right here with you all the time because of, because of Christ. He is not only with you, he's in you and he's on you. And that, that was his plan for you. And uh, that God's plans for you, they're, they're good. It says right there, his plans are for welfare and not for calamity. So whenever you're looking at a decision and one of them looks good and one of them doesn't look good, that's a, a one great way to, to, to validate it. You know, if, if it's not good, then it's not God's will for you. Another one is to give you a future. If, if it doesn't bring you a future or if it, uh, if it cuts off your future, then that's not God's will for you and to give you hope. So God wants you to have hope. If it, if it, if, if a decision grieves your heart, if it, um, causes you to become hopeless, that's not God. Yeah, and hope is super, super important. A lot of people don't realize how important hope is. You mm-hmm. know, the, the world has made hope uh, kind of weak, mm-hmm. and but really hope isn't. It's it's gasoline. Yeah, yeah. It, it is what drives faith. You know, the, you know, and so it is important to monitor what you're hoping in. And if you're not, if you don't have something that's on fire in you that that you're hoping and believing and trusting God for, then you need to get one. You need, you need to figure out what's keeping you, what's poking holes in your hope balloon, because hope is what will drive you, and it'll drive your faith. And when you have strong faith, God is pleased and shows up. Yeah. So that's why it's important to have hope. Yeah, and, and the things that, 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 that pop that hope balloon are the lies of the enemy. Yeah. You know, things that, well, God doesn't want you to have a future. God doesn't want you to have that. God isn't good. Well, God just wants you to suffer. God, you know, those yeah. are the lies that can take away your hope. You know, or that, or that you're too broken to be able to be used by God. I mean, those are the lies that he will come and he'll pop that little balloon as, as soon as you let him. So we really want to just encourage you. You hear his voice. 
the voice of a stranger you will not follow. You know, and, and we just want to encourage you that that is you. You hear his voice. In fact, it's a good idea for you to say that. Mm, say that out so loud good, yeah. right now. Say, I hear his voice. I hear his voice. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. And the voice of a stranger I will not follow. So good. And, and you know what? Thank God. Start thanking God that you hear his voice. Yeah. Thank you, God, that you lead me. Thank you, God, that you haven't left me to make this decision by myself. Thank you, God, that you care about me. Thank you, God, that you want to bless me, God, that you are just you are just waiting to just pour out your blessings and your goodness and your love in my life. You know, start, just imagine that. Just start thanking God for those things because those are all in his word and those are all his will for you. You know, um, some people have had the idea that if a promise isn't made to the church in the New Testament, then it doesn't belong to you. So they would say, well, Jeremiah 29, 11 wasn't for us. It was for the Israelites. And at, absolutely, Jeremiah was quoting God's promise to the Jews at that time. But it's not about the it's, Jews. But it showed his heart. It Exactly. It showed it, who it, God is. Yeah, it showed. And that's one of the things when you're reading Old Testament that you can really pay attention to is if it talks about who God is and what his value system is, mm-hmm. that doesn't change. The Bible no. says that God doesn't change. Now, the good news is, is it's even more so because of Jesus. Yeah, he's, he's got more permission, yeah. if you will to do those good things in our life because we have that new covenant relationship with him and all of our sins are paid for. So there's nothing preventing his goodness in our life, but us not receiving it. So we want to just encourage you to believe that you hear his voice and know that and, 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 and celebrate it and let hope rise in your heart. Right. And that is, that is the gift that God wants you to have. So thanks for hanging out with us today. We really, really uh, had a good time. And uh, we just encourage you again to believe good things, that you hear God's voice, and that the, the voice of a stranger you will not follow. And uh, if you want, if you're, if you're in kind, please share this uh, podcast with your friends. Uh, go out and rate it. That does help us with exposure and to get the truth of God's word out there for, every, for everyone. Uh, we also have a blog that you can go out and read, gods-best.com, where you can read up more, uh, more articles that cover this topic. Uh, We also have uh, several books out there that are available if you're interested. And uh, we just uh, encourage you to just reach out and have a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you later.